Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians 1, 20-27, called Christ in You, the Hope of Glory. We quoted 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, if they will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. We need to pray. There is a day coming, though, when there will be a universal harmony where ancient predators will be at peace with one another. Well, they're a place where they will learn war no more. Praise God. There's going to be a time when there is no more war, no more curse. There's going to be a universal peace. And we have the down payment of that right now as God has saved us through Christ. And although, verse 21, Colossians 1, you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind and engaged in evil deeds. Now, before you were reconciled, we went through or we were in a period of alienation. The opposite of reconciliation is alienation. If you've ever felt alienated from somebody, you know what a strange and dark feeling that is. You feel like you can't approach them. The picture of alienation is in the fall chapter in Genesis 3 where our first parents take the forbidden fruit. They fall, and what are they doing? They are hiding from God. Those who are involved in alienation, they have not been reconciled to God, hide from God. One of the ways that they hide from God is in their unrighteous deeds. They suppress the truth, Romans 1, in unrighteousness. They turn up the volume in their lives by practicing sin. And we sometimes get the idea uh, as we talk to people and maybe look at the world and hear people's opinions about God and the world that a person who does not know God is just kind of neutral, They they don't really care one way or the other, but this Bible text here says that people who are alienated from God are actually hostile in mind and engaged in evil deeds. This is how it uh, works out in the life. Romans 8, 7 says, because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. Have you ever talked to a person, you can talk about any subject in the world, but you bring up Jesus and they get hostile. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Well, there is a hostility towards God for, and I'm not saying that this is a sweeping reality. Some people are just, you know, maybe just ignorant. But in Genesis 6, 5, we have a picture of a world in rebellion to God. And it says, the wickedness of man was great in the earth, And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. In Hebrew, this has the idea that every time a thought came down the pike of his mind, he found a way to twist it into something distorted and evil. And I fear for our generation right now that's getting bombarded with all this social media and all this garbage that is coming at people. And it's it's bombarding the thought life of people. And so this is what we were formally. In 1 Corinthians 6, 11, it says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, 
but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. This is where Paul gives us relief. He says, yet, 22, he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body, as I emphasize as we look at the previous verse. How did that happen? Through death, in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If you have the NIV, it says, to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. And all God's people said, thank you, Lord. Now, we have an accuser in Revelation 12 that says he accuses us before the throne of God day and night. But no accusation against a saint will stand because you are cloaked in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You are free from accusation. Now, today, that's not the reality on the planet, right? There's people who accuse us of stuff all the time. But in the heavenly court, whether this means no one will even be able to speak in accusation or if an accusation comes your way, it will not hold court because you are cloaked in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You are, this is the language from Old Testament sacrifices, you are holy and without blemish before the sight of Almighty God because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's who you are. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You are free, free from accusation. You are beyond reproach. You say, well, Pastor Michael, I certainly don't feel that way most of the time, nor do I. But Christ is the one who gives me that standing before God. This is what the gospel teaches. If any man is in Christ, he is a what? He's a new creation. The old things have passed. Behold, new things have come. We have been reconciled to God. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? How's that for hope? See, we have peace with God, which gives us hope, and we are free from accusation. That's what gives us hope. And do you know there's a lot of people walking around today, they're so burdened by their guilt, they're so overwhelmed by things that they've done wrong, and they have a sense of guilt that they constantly live under condemnation. But the Bible says you, if you're in Christ, are free from accusation and free from condemnation. Because if any man or woman be in Christ, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? You're not condemned. You're going to be convicted at times as a Christian. Because you, you may be doing something that the Lord says, that's not what I want you to do, but you're not condemned. But here's an if, verse 23. If indeed you continue in the faith, firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. If you continue in the faith. Now you might be asking, well, Pastor Michael, you just, verse 22 was such good news, but now we have a word if. If we continue, does that mean that I have to keep myself saved? No, I don't think that's what it means. We can't add anything to the perfect, complete work of Christ on the cross. But what was happening in Colossae was that the false teachers were preaching another gospel, 
right? They were saying that Christ could not be fully God. They were saying that Christ could not be fully man. They were saying God had all these emanations and and matter was evil and all this false teaching was coming to the Colossians and they were listening to it. And if you embrace a false gospel, a false gospel cannot save you. You have to continue in not your faith. Look at verse 23. It says, in the faith. You have to believe the right thing. The faith is a technical term for Christian doctrine. This is where the whole letter is going, by the way. This is not an incidental verse. Verse 23 is a very key verse because it addresses the false teaching coming at the believers at Colossae. What you believe does matter. And Paul says, look, I am am shocked that you're being moved away from the gospel to another gospel, which is really not another Galatians 1. Even if we or an angel from heaven should preach another gospel, Paul says, uh, other than the one that we have preached, let him be anathema. Let him be accursed. Let him be under the curse of God. This is the business of the devil. The devil has been in the counterfeit business ever since he fell. He's been lying to humanity ever since he fell. Oh, maybe you don't need to be that technical about who Christ is or why do we argue about doctrine anyway? Come on. Look, we can argue about peripheral stuff, whether you get dunked when you're baptized, sprinkled or dry cleaned. (laughs) We can argue about that. The mode of baptism, I don't think, is an essential. But the fact of who God is, who is God, and how you get saved is essential. You must have the right gospel, and of course, you must have the right God. The ancient world was filled with false gods, and God said, you shall have no other gods before me. So we must continue in the faith. Look at uh, Colossians 2, look at verse 8. Paul says, see to it, 2.8, that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men according to the elementary principles of the world rather than according to Christ. See, this is the responsibility of the believer to see to it that no one captivates you through man-made philosophy and empty deception. C28 is a store that actually started in the mall. Uh, The man who started it was converted to Christ as he was driving down the 91 freeway in a brand new Porsche Turbo Carrera. He owned the company Dog Glue, sold it for a bunch of money, pocketed the money, went to a local dealership, bought the Porsche of his dreams, was racing down the 91 freeway and felt an overwhelming sense of emptiness. Paid cash for the car. I would just like to try that once and see if I too felt an overwhelming sense of emptiness. This is what drove him to Christ. He said, look, if money and possessions can't do it, if Christ is the answer, then I'm going to give my life to Christ. Don't be moved away from the hope that is in Christ. That's why when we talk about false teachers and false doctrine, we're not just talking about an area that doesn't really matter much. When we're talking about cults and world religions, we're talking about belief systems that can lead someone away from the true saving gospel. So Paul says, I want you to be firm. I want you to be firmly established, verse 23. 
If you look at Colossians 2, 6, and 7, this is Paul's wish for the Colossians. He says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, 2, 6, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Get your roots deep. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hey, Pastor Michael and the team really appreciate you listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to bring you the truth of God's Word and help you apply it to your life. To equip you when people in your community have questions, not to throw the truth in their faces, but to have an answer for the hope you have inside you. Would you please help us with something? Would you please reach out to us today to tell us how Walk in Truth has been a blessing to you? We have a church board, and they would love to hear from our listeners. They want to know how this ministry is reaching you. We would love to know how Pastor Michael's messages have helped you day to day, or even just this one time if you're a first-time listener. Please take a couple moments to either call us and leave us a message or email us. The number is 844-48-TRUTH or you can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH, 844-48-TRUTH or contact at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much and God bless. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. See, if I too felt an overwhelming sense of emptiness, this is what drove him to Christ. He said, look, if money and possessions can't do it, if Christ is the answer, then I'm going to give my life to Christ. Don't be moved away from the hope that is in Christ. That's why... When we talk about false teachers and false doctrine, we're not just talking about an area that doesn't really matter much. When we're talking about cults and world religions, we're talking about belief systems that can lead someone away from the true saving gospel. So Paul says, I want you to be firm. I want you to be firmly established, verse 23. If you look at Colossians 2, 6, and 7, this is Paul's wish for the Colossians. He says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, 2, 6, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Get your roots deep. Because when your roots are deep, when the winds blow, you won't be uprooted. You won't be blown down. You won't be blown around like a tumbleweed. You'll have a firm root system in the truth of the gospel. This is what we need. So Paul says this is the hope. Don't be moved away from hope. If you're moved away from hope, what do you have? Do you know people right now who have moved away from their hope in the gospel? Where do you go to when you leave the hope of Christ? Where else would you find answers? Peter said, Lord, where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. What are we going to do now? Go back fishing? What are we going to do now? Go back to our previous life? We've met the Messiah. We've seen miracles of miracles. 
How can I go back now? But the reality is, as believers, because this world is a hard place to live out your faith, that's one of your great temptations in life, isn't it? It's one of mine to quit, to give up. To, you know, there's a lot of people who they, they just want their ticket into heaven and they're not terribly concerned about how rooted and grounded they get. One writer says, Paul is not expressing doubt as to whether they will continue on. That is not what the Greek construction means here in verse 23. Scholar Peter T. O'Brien paraphrases the idea, at any rate, if you stand firm in the faith, and I am sure you will. In a very prickly passage in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 6, that has caused many Christians to lose sleep at night. As Paul goes through that section, he says these words, but beloved, Hebrews 6, 9, we are convinced of better things concerning you, things that accompany salvation, though we are speaking in this way. Let me just say this. The warning, though, is real. Verse 23 is there for a reason because there are people who do get sold a bill of goods. There are people, you don't hear about this a lot, folks, but let me say this to you. There are people who enter into cultic movements. Do you know that the biggest feeder for the cults is the Christian church? People who have grown up in Sunday school and the Christian faith have migrated to Scientology, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormonism, you name it. And often it is because they are not grounded in the essential truth of the gospel. The back door of the church is sometimes bigger than we'd like to think. And part of the problem is, and I'm just being real, is that Christians often don't want to go too deep with their Bibles. They don't want to go too deep into the theology thing. They'll leave that to the experts. But look, every one of us needs to be rooted and grounded. You'll be grounded even when you're pounded. (laughs) Look, being grounded doesn't mean you're not going to be pounded. Ask the Apostle Paul when you get to heaven. But he says, but none of these things move me. Acts 20, I'm going to finish the race. We had a men's breakfast yesterday, and Chris Groma shared with us, and he shared about a runner. She was running the 600 meters. It's pretty much a sprint. It's three laps around the track, but you're running you know, at a sprint pace the whole time. And she was running. She was like second or maybe even first, and she got tripped by another runner and fell flat on her face. Now, these, these ladies were going at a very strong clip. I looked at the video. She fell on her face, got back up with about a lap to go and ended up passing everybody and won the race. Don't quit. Don't quit. Get up. If you've fallen, get up again. None of these things move me. Pastor shared, uh, this was a Bible verse from the New King James uh, version of Acts 20, 23. Don McClure He said he would write notes to people, Acts 20, 23, none of these things move me in the new King James, or it might be verse 24. And uh, he said it was his verse, and he would end, you know, correspondence with it. And he said he was going through a tough time in life, and uh, a lot of stuff was going on, and he said he was walking around this building one night just asking questions about God, and he said, God, what are you doing? Why is this happening? And God spoke to his heart and said, is this going to move you? 
And he said, that's unfair, Lord. You had 66 books in the Bible, all kinds of verses, thousands of Bible verses, and you had to use my verse on me. That's my verse. Sometimes it happens, you know, we like to write our little Bible verses. Here, here you go, brother or sister. But do you believe your own Bible verse? Do you have a life verse that you really believe or do you just write it down? It's like the guy who went to the cleaners and he'd been eyeing this store for a while and it said, it said 24-hour cleaners. So he showed up there at 6 in the morning and the door was locked. So he called the store later and he goes, what's going on? And he said, I thought you guys were the 24-hour cleaners and the business owner responded, no, that's just the name of the business. We're not open 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all those who have loved his appearing. In the Greek construction of this language, it can mean don't be shaken from your faith. There's going to be things that shake you in this life, no doubt. I mean, look at Nick's story. What if you were Nick's mom and dad and you were pastoring a church? Can you imagine what he went through as he went to school? He spent a good portion of his life in public school. Can you imagine what he went through? It's no wonder at age eight he wanted to commit suicide. Now he's changing lives all over the world. You know, sometimes our greatest struggle in life can become our greatest platform for ministry. Sometimes we think, oh, there's no way God could redeem this situation. There's no hope in this. And God uses that very thing to give hope to others. You know, when we're real with people, it gives people hope. When we're honest about even our own weaknesses, it gives people hope. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. You've been listening to Christ in You, the Hope of Glory, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians 1, 20-27. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'd love to connect with you. It's a great way to meet our listeners, and not everyone can visit the church here in Corona, California, although we recommend that you do. But either way, please connect with Walk in Truth on social media. And thanks. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, as you listen to Christ in you, the hope of glory, you may be saying hope is the furthest thing because I've been questioning my faith. You know, a big thing in our Christian culture right now is deconstructing one's faith and... uh you know, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Uh, there's nothing wrong with making sure that you've searched out what you believe and why you believe it. But I would be careful not to be listening to the wrong voices because the wrong voices can steer you in the wrong direction. You know, much of the New Testament was written to warn against false doctrine, uh, to redefinitions of God, a God that cannot save. If you redefine Jesus— if you strip him of his deity or even his humanity, you're going to end up in trouble. 
and even, you know, thinking about who God is and, and what he expects of us. But that doesn't mean you can't ask questions. And if you're at a point where you're asking some questions, that's good. The answers are there. And if we can be of help in any way as you ask the questions, you can call us at 844-48-TRUTH or send us an email. Uh, walkintruth.com, there's a place that you can just send us a little note. But does it mean that you are not a Christian because you have questions? No. Um, everybody has questions. I, I hope you're asking questions all the time and seeking out the truth in, in God's Word and other resources that can help you. But in the end, just because you're asking questions doesn't mean that you're not a believer. It just means that you're trying to grow. But at some point, after you wrestle with some doctrines, we also need to say we're going to believe God and his word. We're going to believe what he said about who he is and how we get saved. And I hope that that is where you will land because uh, that's where, you know, Christians of all ages have ended up landing because some of this is deep and profound and even mysterious. But what we need to know, we can know and we do know. And you can look at 1 John five thirteen if you have a question about your salvation because you can know that you have eternal life if you're in Christ. Hey, so glad you're listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael, and we're going to do a part three on Christ in you, the hope of glory tomorrow. Hey, invite a friend, tell them about what you're hearing here on this station. Thank you for praying for us. We love you, and we'll see you here tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Colossians 1, 20 through 27, called Christ in You, the Hope of Glory. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.